Hello, this is Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers with Aleph ISD, and I am uh, glad that you guys are joining me for today's episode. As you know, over the last, I don't know, 21 or 22 episodes, a common theme that we've talked about quite often has been what I consider to be the most important critical crisis, and I don't think I'm being overly dramatic when I use the word crisis, facing public education, and not just in our district, but across the state of Texas, across the country, and that's the shortage of teachers, the availability of teachers, and even more specific, the availability of good quality, effective uh, young men and young women choosing to go into the education field. So it's a it's a priority in our district, and uh, there's a lot of different things going on. And if you've listened to these to these podcasts, you've heard a couple of episodes where we we've talked to College of Education deans, and we've talked to Good Reason Houston, and we've talked to uh, Relay, which are some partners of ours. Uh, but today we're going to talk about perhaps what may be the most untapped resource in in school districts is our grow your own meaning taking our high school students and even younger than that and introducing them to the profession at a younger age and exposing them to the to the reality of what it's like to be a teacher and the excitement and the the great things that are that are a part of our profession. So I'm joined today by three three people. I'm joined by our assistant superintendent for human resources, Dr. Velos Powell. Uh, she's been on a previous episode, I believe, with who are you with U of with H? U of H. That's right. You were so uh, with uh, Dr. McPherson, weren't yes. you? Uh, we also have Andrea Lotsu, who's a teacher at Taylor High School, and she oversees this monumental task of preparing teachers for, for our future. And then we have uh, Mr. Angel and Chando, who is a senior at Taylor High School, who uh, I just met today, but I can tell <laughs> within the 30 seconds he's going to be a good teacher because he's pretty enthusiastic about this. So thank all three of you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having And us. we're going to have a conversation, and it's going to be about specifically, you know, how, how are we growing our own, not waiting on colleges to produce them. Let's, let's produce them on our own and get them to come back and, and, and work in A-Leaf and give back to the community, which which I would hope they would feel gave, gave to them. So to set this stage real briefly, I want to ask Elizabeth to just real quick give a overview of this crisis I referred to, the shortage, and, and what you're seeing from your role and your colleagues across the state in terms of trying to find good quality teachers each and every year, and which has led us to the conversation we're going to have. So as you mentioned, we are seeing a crisis in regards to recruiting. One of the things that I think is difficult is to find people that want to come to a community that they're not accustomed to. And so growing our own was something we thought would be something that would be um, innovative, but also beneficial to our kiddos. Uh, we're seeing that our teachers, usually when we're hiring them, they're coming from an ACP program or first-year teachers, and we're hiring a lot of new teachers. And so who better yet to hire than people from our own community? So that's what made us start thinking about growing our own. And there's, there's always been these, heck, I can remember when I was in high school, 40 years ago, the there's always been these future teacher clubs, and I don't think anybody ever in there that were in those clubs really intended to be a teacher. <laughs> I, think, I think it was just a club to be a part of, and maybe you got out of class or something. I don't, mm-hmm. but but now it's much more intentional. So, uh, Ms. Latsu, you're thank you for everything you do. First of Absolutely. all, absolutely. And but talk a little bit about your your background, and then how you've become so engaged in in preparing our our kids to to teach. Okay. Well, I come from a family of educators, so it was just kind of always in my blood to be a teacher. And when I when I originally came to Aleph, I was actually a social studies teacher. And 
Um, I have another certification that covers the education and training pathway as well. It hadn't really started yet when I was here, but it was it was getting ready to start. And so I was fortunate enough to be selected to be the teacher to kind of get that program started. It's just really taken off over the last five years. I and mean, I started with four kids at, you know, Taylor High School. And now I we have over 150 kids, you know, district wide in the in the program nine through 12. So it's just been really fun to to find these kids who do want to teach. They're there. You know, we just have to find them and and let them know that we have programs for them to, to start practicing their craft early and um, to get them excited to teach. Um, it's just it's been a really fun last couple of years to see them grow. And and actually this year, I think we have our first one coming back to interview um, for a job. So from the very first cohort, she's actually coming back. So now it's beginning to bear fruit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So Angel, you're one of those you're one of those students. Uh, yes, sir. Talk just a little bit about your your interest. When did your interest in teaching come around, and, and how has this helped you over the last four years being a part of this? Uh, I feel like my interest has peaked since I was you know in uh, middle school and intermediate. I've always liked helping people, mm-hmm. and more importantly, giving back to the community because this community has given so much to me. So I feel like I've always had the interest to teach and to give back to people. And once I entered high school, you know, I was one of Miss Latu's first, you know, as she calls us babies, because <laughs> uh, I've been with her through four years. And ever since freshman year, I've just been on this pathway and I've grown um, as a student and as a mentee mm-hmm. and as a person. So that's when I, my interest really, you know, blew up because I was introduced to a world of not that teaching is not only for, you know, you stay in your classroom and you give listen, lessons, but it's also about helping other people grow and you grow in the process. Have you, have you, what, what, what's been your, from the time you were interested to the, to, to right now, uh, I was just listening to you talk, I would say your enthusiasm has probably gotten stronger. Oh, oh yes, most definitely. Um, when I first entered um, her classroom, you know, I said, like I said before, I was somewhat interested mm-hmm. and I always had the interest, but that in that time, I was kind of like debating whether I wanted to be, you know, you have some crazy ideas, you know, through yeah. high school, like, oh, I want to be a scientist mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know, a vet <laughs> at some point. Uh, however, you know, through actually having that experience, the on-field experience and actually going through the program, uh, you know, I found it chooses you in some way. You don't immediately go after it. It kind of comes to you. Right. So that's what I've learned so, so it, far. So it got you? Yeah, it got me. <laughs> <laughs> it, got me. God, it gets a lot of people. Talk about your experiences uh, in terms of classroom observations, working with kids, uh, yourself. How valuable has that been? Okay. In- so last year I started in the practicum and education program uh, my uh, junior year, and I student taught alongside a fifth grade um, science teacher, GT. And in that experience, um, it was my first year, you know, on site, and it was really valuable because that's where I learned, you know, how the real classroom functions mm-hmm. and the way students are, the way everything's supposed to be done, uh, the policies and just the basics um, and how to manage students. And then this year, I'm a sixth grade dual language math and science teacher, which means I teach both in English and Spanish, which is another great opportunity. And, um, and those experiences are very vast and you know, different. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it all holds the same meaning of, you know, learning about how to do execute better lesson plans, manage students, and overall become a better teacher someday. So 
Sounds like a teacher talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's ex- he's excellent. <laughs> very, very impressive, Andrea. So you've watched the program grow from four kids to however many yeah. there there are now. What do you think's been the secret sauce? I mean, is there something that's appealing to them? Have you recruited them? What's the? You know, we try to recruit them the best we can, but I think you know um, they're picking their endorsements seventh grade year. You know, so I don't I don't teach seventh graders. So I whatever crop they bring to me freshman year, I really just try to be honest with them about the profession and let them know what they're getting themselves into and Mm -hmm. what they can expect in my program over the next four years, letting them know that that junior and senior year, they will be going to do internships and they will be getting to see this all live. And we will only be sending our best kids, you know what I mean? So they kind of they kind of get themselves in line right away. And part of keeping them in the program has honestly been talking to them not only about what they'll get from me the last couple years of high school, but what they'll get when they come back to A-Leaf and why they want to jump on this bandwagon. Now I think we have an amazing school district. Um, In fact, I don't have any kids who have ever mentioned teaching anywhere else. Like they've never even brought up, hey, I might go interview in Dallas after I graduate college or anything like that. So talking to them about everything that they'll get when they become full-time teachers for A-Leaf has been very helpful in keeping them in my program as well because they know that they're going to meet the people who are someday going to be the people interviewing them and hiring them and bringing them in. And I know all my dual language students are excited about all their bilingual stipend opportunities. (laughs) And yeah, yeah. so there's so many things that we offer that it's, that's really helped me to keep a good chunk of kids interested in the program because of what Aleph is offering them. What are the What are the first year or two of their freshman sophomore year? What 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 does that look like? So freshman year, they take a class called Principles of Education and Training. We do a lot of just general career investigations. So everybody knows about being a teacher, um, but we have a lot of kids who've never heard of a. Um, HR director. We have kids who don't know what a school psychologist does. We have students who've never heard of um, curriculum design or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So we spend a lot of time going through all the different professions so that they kind of know what opportunities. In fact, Angel uh, originally went, well, the first thing he ever mentioned to me is that he wanted to be a school psychologist. And so we kind of talked about like, why would it be valuable for him to teach first to kind of see what that classroom environment is like as he then pursues his master's and doctoral degrees to come back and work in school psychology. But yeah, those freshman years, we're just getting, we're getting the basics. We're getting the career investigation. And then their sophomore year, they take a class called human growth and development. So they're learning about how the brain works at all ages, kind of helps them figure out like which age group they think they might be more interested in working with based upon, you know, how the students are going to function at that level. And then that junior year, they're really getting into lesson plan design, classroom management. Second half of junior year, they begin internships and they put it all into play. And then senior year is their big internship, which is a full year. In the classroom. Yep. So along with that, Andrea has done a great job collaborating with some of our directors. And so she provides district training that we do for our teachers. She provides to her students. So not only do the kids get the experience being around the children, they also get the experience of getting the professional development that we provide to our our teachers. Mm Mm-hmm. They've done, you've done champs training, he's done done restorative practices, he's done, oh my gosh. Lesson Um, planning. Action-based learning, um, stress management. We've had every department, I think, in the district come and do something with them. Have you found that you've used some of that in your experiences in the classroom? Yeah, most definitely, especially the champs and the the practices, you know, to get them up and moving. 
it's really important to implement that stuff because it's you know it's new right. um, to some degree, but it still helps the students learn. And any way that we can help better students learning is you know most important. So that's why we want to implement it in our classrooms. And we as a district love it because they come in a step ahead of all of our other teachers because they've already been exposed to that. You're uh, Angel. You're going to University of Houston downtown. Uh, yes, sir. Is that correct. What What's the process? Do we have in terms of higher ed partnering with us? Do we have so currently we have the traditional university, but we also have another university, Fort Hayes, which mm-hmm. does it online. So we can have our children go two different ways. They can, If they choose to go to a university nearby, then what we do is we um, we actually hire them in the in summer. And like this summer, we hope to hire 10 of our students to work in our after-school program, which will be the summer program. And then after that, they go to school. We bring them back to sub, and then hopefully they keep their foot in the door, so we're keeping in touch with them, and then eventually they come back and they want to teach, and we we do give them a letter of intent. If they've been a Taffy student, we give them a letter of intent when they're finished, and we get them placed. So very excited about that partnership. For those children that do not go the traditional university way, we have an online university that works with us, and in fact, they gave us scholarships for our children this year, but that way they can continue to be employed as paraprofessionals in our district while they're going to school online and then eventually becoming a teacher as well. I'm curious about the second year where you're talking about the different levels of you know secondary versus elementary versus middle school. Is it exposing them to the you know, to the different curriculum, to the different content areas taught? Is it exposing it's, to the... It's really more of a psychology-based kind of class where they're just learning about how the brain works. For example, like, if you were going to teach kindergartners, why does their room look like a big playground? Mm-hmm. Does that mean they're just playing all day? But it's really because that's how that age group's brain works. They have to do things. They have to be hands-on. They learn through play, kind of more the Montessori type, mm-hmm. type of method. And then they do they, they do some lesson planning in there, like, you know, okay, we're going to work on three-year-olds today. If you were going to teach three-year-olds, what type of lesson would you implement for them? So as the kids are doing this, and, and they have to do the whole lifespan in that class, they're kind of figuring out which one they enjoyed the most, which one they had the most fun writing and designing. And then I start having conversations with them at the end of their sophomore year saying, you know, next year you're going to get a chance to intern. Would you like me to place you at an elementary school? Would you like me to place you at an intermediate school? And they already are being able to tell me like, oh, definitely older, I, you know, sixth grade. How old can I go? Can I go to middle school? Like they want the the upper levels and other kids are like, please, nothing older than fourth grade. Like you know, they, they, they figure it out. They kind of know where they where they click. Um, and some of them do end up changing their minds once I actually get them into the internship rooms. Yeah. You know, sometimes they get placed wherever we have availability and it may not have been their first choice, but they actually end up discovering that they really liked it. It's better to learn now than Absolutely. getting into college. Angel, what where'd your, where did you end up or where, where did your... I feel like through the program, uh, I found that, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, um, I don't think I was put on this earth to really, you know, <laughs> drive kids to the restroom like little kindergartners. So I don't right. think I'm suited for that. So I really much chose the fifth and sixth graders and the middle schoolers because I feel like that's the age group I most know how to connect with right. and really work with. So that's how I found that way, you know, through the courses she's taught. I really found how the psychology of each grade level works and how students in those grade level works. And from there is where I found, you know, where's my most best placement I can be. Well, if you can figure out how a middle schooler works, let oh, us all oh, know. Yeah, yeah let, let us all know. Oh, I know that. <laughs> They're tough. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my daughter, she's a, 
elementary counselor now, but she, her first five years was a fifth grade teacher, and that and she loved that grade level. She loved. They're still a little yeah. on the elementary mm-hmm. side, but they're also beginning to develop mm-hmm. their own personalities, mm-hmm. and she enjoyed that that age group. Angel, I'm curious as to your uh, as you've gone through the four years, what's the thing you feel the most prepared for as you get ready to, to graduate? I feel like the the thing that I'm most prepared for is definitely coming back to the district and teaching. When you're in, when you've been in the district district for most of your life, and you've seen you know how the students in this area work and how they live and how the teachers interact with the students, I feel like I'm most prepared to teach here because this is honestly an amazing district. You know, we we consist of many cultures, languages, and different types of people. And I feel like I'm most prepared to handle all those different kinds of people because I've been doing it, you know, for 14, 13 years. So I feel like I'm most prepared uh, to do that. I'm also most prepared to, um, you know, lesson plan and actually teach uh, the curriculum, all the vast knowledge I've learned, how to, you know, implement lessons, classroom management. I feel like I'm also prepared for that because I've actually had field experience with it. So I feel like all around I'm quite ready to do mm-hmm. most of it, but I know that's, oh, that teaching is always a learning experience, no matter you know, how young or old you are. So I'm just ready to go into the field and start learning. We just need to hope that college doesn't screw you up. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> so we need to make sure that that experience doesn't mess, mess with I you. you I, I mentioned before we started, I was going to ask you to, to be thinking about the other 100 kids or so. Obviously, there's different levels of enthusiasm or different levels of commitment but generally speaking, do you, do you see your generation, when I mean your generation, you're, mm-hmm. you know, the, the high school age student right now, what's their, what's the general perception of the teaching profession? Well, to those who aren't really in the profession, they see it as a, not as a drag, but as a, not a good profession for not, them. Not yeah, they feel like, oh, you're not as, you're not paid as well enough. Right. You know, I don't want to deal with kids. I don't want to, you know, go back to school because I already went through school. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, those who are, are are interested, so the 150 plus, um, we found that there is, you know, a blessing in actually teaching because this, I feel like that's where all the best, not people, but the worst workers in our society are. All those students that say, you know, I don't want to be a teacher or I don't want to do that. Who influenced them in the first place to become what they want to be? Like who came into their lives and said, oh, you want to be an astronaut? Sure, I'll help you get through it, and I believe in you. And that's where I feel like teachers come into play because we are the greatest influencers and leaders technically in this world because from a young age, we're always there helping people. And I feel like without us, really, do we have a society, you know, to be mm-hmm. based on and to function? No, that's so. – I mean, I'm 55 years old and I worry about that. Older generations always look down upon us mm-hmm. and they're saying, oh, you guys aren't – we're always stuck to our phones. You know, we're always doing, you know, very – Inappropriate, silly things, you know, as mm-hmm. teenagers do. But I feel like those who have actually gone through the program and been exposed to it, I think they found that, you know, there's a beauty in it and there's a beauty in helping people and working in public service. We, we've had long conversations about, uh, when I say we, the, we've had several episodes where we've talked about uh, the perception of the profession, which you were alluding to. It's not as glamorous. Mm-hmm. The money's good at first, but the longer you're in it, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to compare to other industries under under other sectors. One of the things that I hope is being transferred from your from 
Andrea, you you and what you're trying to dis- instill with your kids is that you guys are as equivalent as a brain surgeon, if you ever think about it that way. Uh, the only difference is you're working on multiple brains every day. You don't, I mean, every day. And that's, I don't think I'm being overly dramatic when we, when I say that, you know, you, you walk into a classroom and you got 20, 21, 22, however many kids you got, you got each one of those brains in your hand. And if you, if you slip, make a mistake, you're impacting the trajectory of their life. Have you thought about it like that? I mean, the seriousness of, of when you close the door and you're the adult, you're going to be the teacher in the classroom. Is that, as a student, have you, has that crossed your mind? It definitely has crossed my mind, especially this year, uh, where I, I guess, from last year, I grew more as a, you know, I'll talk to my students more, not as like on a personal level, but just getting to know the students. And I found that I've had a kid about two weeks ago come up to me and he was like, oh, hey, Mr. A, you know, you really helped me a lot when I talk to you about, you know, my home life and the experience I've had. And it really helps me, you know, open up and it might get me some help. And I feel like that's the moment where I realized, well, I'm actually, you know, having an impact on these students and they're actually looking up to me, you know, as if I, as if I was a real teacher. So I feel like, yeah, it's definitely, I've definitely noticed that I have a great impact. And so does, you know, Ms. Lotsu. She's had a great impact on me. Of course. So it's, you know, it's really life-changing. Well, what would be your, uh, I'm curious as we're kind of venturing down this road, what what would be your advice to me as a superintendent to encourage more students like yourself and the others that are that are engaged? What are things that we could do uh, to better reach out to kids instead of instead of relying on one one teacher? What are things I could do? Uh, I feel like not necessarily funding education more or bringing teachers more out, but actually getting the students more interactive in it. Like as I said, our school, you know, we have a lot of Taffy members and people in the program. However, most, I guess, teaching or telling the instructors, because I know Ms. Lotz is one of many teachers. However, she's a special one because she's actually, when she's teaching, she's giving, you know, lessons about life and she really helps us grow as people. So I feel like, I don't know, if more people in the district or if more people in the higher-ups were teaching to their teachers and to other people in positions, oh, you have to be more, not necessarily open, but invite people more into this program and be like, hey, you know, the lesson planning and that might be kind of hard or difficult at first, but when you see the reward at the end of the road, which is, you know, uh, making people grow, it's right. much more, what I'm basically saying is, you know, inviting more people into the program and saying, hey, it's not that difficult and it's not that hard when you, once you get it right. with the gist of it. So that's what I feel like. So right before we came in, we talked to Good Reason Houston. They're going to be piloting with us, with our high school students, on how can we get more kids interested. So I think Miss um, Lotsu is going to be meeting with her on a regular basis and trying to get to the lower grades, like seventh grade, and start getting enticing them to come into teaching. Well, it's a lot of it's marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's you know they're choosing their endorsements in seventh grade because I don't work in middle schools. I teach full time at the high school. It's hard for me to go over to the to mm-hmm. the middle schools to recruit. And when they do have a seventh grade fair, they get a, a quick five minute snippet of it. And so if we don't get their attention in five minutes, that's yeah. all we got. So, yeah. you know, having all teachers in the district be aware that this program exists so that whether it's in a sixth grade English class or a seventh grade science class, you know, they can be having conversations with their kids about what they'll have the opportunity to do in high school 
and that they could, you know, have the chance at doing a program like this. Taffy, the club mm-hmm. itself, is does have middle school programs. So, you know, if we got the club maybe started in some of our middle schools. Like a feeder pattern. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, this was my first year kind of realizing that they do have middle school kids that are competing. So there are some schools that do have middle school clubs, you know, just kind of, you know, Taffy is not the class, it's a club, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's what kids hear about first. Yep. And then they realize, oh, there's a class I can take that goes with this program. They get into some of those Taffy after-school programs like Comet. They they tutor at Comet and they mm-hmm. tutor at the CIA program. And then they kind of come back to me and they're like, no, I really like this. I want to do this full time. You know, I want to be in the class now. I mean, that's what's going to take. I think there's a plethora of untapped talent out there in our, in our student population. And going back to Angel's point about, I don't know, how do you have every teacher, not just one teacher in one big high school, how do you have every teacher kind of promoting the profession? And and cause I'm sure we've got people in the profession who would say, don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah. At least I, I hope there's not, but let's be, I'm sure there are. Nah. Uh, and, and, and that's that's a, a sad commentary, but it's also a reality that we have to overcome. We talk all the time about, from a marketing perspective, don't, if you're going to be angry at your at your profession, be angry mm-hmm. in private, but don't, you know, don't, don't influence someone else. Well, and I see that the benefit of having a Taffy student, if you think about a new teacher going into the classroom year one, our Taffy kids have done it. So they're coming into our classes as a first year teacher with lots of experience. And so that really is going to have a benefit for us because that's where I find I have the most issues on classroom management. Instruction is the brand new teachers, but you're already practicing it. So I think everyone has the desire to walk into a classroom as a teacher of record fully prepared. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and that's unrealistic unless unless you've been in the classroom. We're, we've been talking to higher ed partners and some other folks who are teacher prep programs about some programs that we like. We get, we have a program called Relay, and it's a partnership, and they're an institution of higher education, but they actually require potential teachers to go through a residency program, just like a physician or like a, like a medical doctor would. Uh, so instead of these one semester student teaching mm-hmm. experiences that may or may not be meaningful or not, you're in a classroom for a full year. And it goes back to the doctor analogy. I would like to thank all three of you. I want, Andrea, I want to thank you for your passion for this. Uh, we'll just tell everyone she was the secondary teacher of the year for our <laughs> school district. And uh, it's kind of uh, fitting yeah. <laughs> to be the teacher who's trying to build and mold yeah, future it, teachers. It's really fun. I'm, I'm really excited, like... I'm really excited for these guys to be my colleagues someday. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. the fact yeah. that I already had the first one. She's going to an elementary level, but you know they're going to be coming back, and these classes are bigger and bigger. So we're going to get more and more each year, and it's going to be fun to have a, a co-sponsor for my yeah. Taffy oh, Club in a couple of years. That's going to that's going to be the that's going to those will be the 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 times where you'll sit back as a teacher and may not pat yourself on the back, but you ought to job yeah. well done. Yep, job well done. It'll be fun. Angel, any lasting comments for for those that may listen to this? Uh, Just pique an interest into education, no matter if you want to be a teacher or not. I feel like education's very important, and it's the basis of what we all have now in our modern society. So even to those who, you know, always roll their eyes or who don't listen to their teachers, just remember that you may have that one that inspired you to be the person you are today or to do better in your life. So I'm just saying, you know, have a patience with your school and education. It'll all be figured out soon. And just appreciate your teachers more. They do more than what you think. Because <laughs> you're living it, right? Yeah, I'm li- definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you're living, and you're not getting paid for it. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's the you work. Will, it'll, it'll pay off. Yep. You're, you're investing in yourself is what you're doing. 
mm-hmm. and it will pay dividends. Yeah, one of the best bumper stickers I ever saw was if you could read this, thank a teacher. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and it's, it's kind of just sums it all up. You <laughs> know, that how how powerful the the teaching profession is. Anyway, thank you guys for for thank joining you. us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like I said to begin with, there's no single issue that's it's more pressing right now than our profession than than, mm-hmm. than teaching. We're losing good teachers. And we're not getting as many into the field. Yeah. So, Angel, thank you for being one okay. that's, that's willing to. Thank you for having me in this. <laughs> you bet. You've done a great job. Okay, thank You've done you. a great job. Thank you. This has been Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers with Ailey ISD. Thank you guys and have a great day. This has been an AMP production.